you guys. Welcome back. So, I have a question. Have you had dreams that you couldn't interpret? Or have you ever had a dream that you felt like meant one thing and then when God brought it back to your memory, it meant something completely different? Or have you ever had a vision that you thought meant something completely different than what it did and then you felt really, really stupid afterwards when you realized what the vision really meant? So all of these things have happened to me. And the reason why I'm talking about it today is because I don't want you guys to be deceived. I don't want you guys to be bamboozled, okay? So first things first, right? What, if you're ever having a dream or if you're ever having a vision where you're sitting down, I think it's really wise for you to test the spirits. And it's important because it's hard to test spirits that you don't know what they're supposed to be, what they're saying to you, who it is, which one is it? Is it a good energy? Is it a bad energy? Is it a good spirit? Is it a bad spirit? And if you guys, if you, this is the first time you guys t- are tuning in and you've never heard me talk about this before, an energy, the definition of the word energy just means the strength in your mind and in your body. So that's just another word for strength, but broken down. So now, if you are not sure of how to interpret a dream or this has happened to you because what's happened to me in the past has been where I'll have a vision, especially like if I'm sitting down when I'm sleeping in the middle of the night and I'll get up during my watch hour to get up to pray. Um, A lot of the times I've been instructed to stand. Uh, And it's through fasting that if you can't get up in the middle of the night to pray and it's really difficult for you to stay up one entire hour for you to pray, then I suggest you try to fast because that's why scripture says that this kind can only come out through prayer and through fasting. And prayer and fasting, they go hand in hand right? So there's prayer and then there's fasting and then there's fasting with prayer and prayer with fasting. But what I noticed is that that's what fasting is. Fasting is a form of prayer. Um, And the things that I've been able to do and been able to see throughout my fasts is what has launched me forward in knowing things about you know the mind and things about the spirit realm and things about just different knowledge and wisdom and how to interpret these things secondly dreams i've learned how to interpret dreams by what scripture says if if i had a dream about trees and people were stealing trees uh, which i had before and i misinterpreted that dream as 
if people there were just thieves in that town but that's not what yes i was seeing thieves but what i was seeing was drug dealers that there was a lot of drug dealing in that town and the reason why they were stealing trees is because they were stealing um men's soul they were stealing the human soul from being able to root and from being able to um to stay planted right because essentially that's what that's what doing drugs does it it uproots you because you basically you're like the wind you're not rooted in anything you're not rooted in any truth you're not rooted in anyone right for example me i'm rooted in my children it's very difficult for me to do things without thinking of my children first it wasn't always that way when i was younger because i really did not know what it was to care for another human um as it's for a lot of us who you know became pregnant i i think i was 20 when i was pregnant or i was 19 mm. no i think i was 20 and in for those then it's in that area where you're parenting a baby as a baby that's not you know especially if you haven't had a good example of parenting because a parent telling you get out of my face right or go play or a parent telling you i'm not your friend i'm your mama how is that when god says that he's our friend but he's also our heavenly father so how how are you like are you raising yourself above god so then you know but that that's my rant sorry and then what i wanted to really say about the the visions and the dreams this is what i've noticed a lot of my visions or my dreams that are dark that are night visions uh not not night see what the bible considers a night vision is a vision with your eyes closed but when you have a dream and the dream looks dark like the lights are off or all of these different things right um just mainly when the lights are off that's not necessarily you know a good thing that's not necessary it what if you have a dream of because you have to think the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of hell or the kingdom of fungi the way that i like to put it because what i realize is that the word and the terms kingdom are scientific and so if the kingdom of fungi or hell or darkness if the word kingdom is means state and darkness that means that our minds are in darkness another way to also explain is that our brains are not producing as much light as they should be and this is done through ourselves this is done through our neurons that are our neuro neurotransmitters why did i have such a tongue twister um are our light and everything that we do to ourselves and to others should be in protection of this light should be in protection of right so that means don't overeat that means exercise because you want to make sure that you keep your neurons healthy 
you have to in rejuvenating yourselves and not being so um, clumped down with all of these this negative thinking. The minute that you get negative thinking, you gotta make it go out the door. And if you have a hard time doing that, you have to go on a fast, especially on an uh, all vegetable fast where you just only eat fruits and vegetables and water, because this will help you replenish yourselves. This will help you create new cells. This will help you um, make sure that you still have more light than darkness in your body because it's the light that's what's going to keep you alive and um, ever composing, right? Our bodies are ever composing. When the Bible says that um, in the end days, my people will not endure sound doctrine, that sound is what creates light. The kingdom of light is the kingdom of sonoluminescence. And if you don't know what sonoluminescence is, it's a term from biology where biology um, has identified that when a rapid, when a, uh, when a sound strikes underwater, the sound waves from underwater create light because of sound and water that creates light um, through the process of sonoluminescence. And when I realized that this is what the kingdom of light is or the kingdom of heaven is, that's when I started zeroing in into biology. But for you, if you have more um, darkness dreams, like if you have a dream where you have a nightlight on, that just means that this is a small glimpse of light within your dark area because your area is dark but this piece of information is light okay another thing that i've noticed too is that um if your dream if you're having dreams of um let me see i talked about this in another in another show but if you're having dreams about um having sex with someone that's not necessarily you Okay, um, but what I want to mainly concentrate on, I'll finish that sentence and then I'll go back, stay on topic. The, um, that's, not, that's not all you. That could just be that you're seeing into the intentions and thoughts of someone else. Whoever you're having dreams about, it could be the other person. And I, a lot of the times, have dreams about doing weird um sexual things with like men right that I either work with or and see the thing is is that I know for a fact that I'm not thinking of them in that way while I'm awake but what the dreams are exposing is their thoughts their intentions and their wants and so I know that I need to move a little differently around that person right or just kind of try to avoid them all at once or just, you know, make sure that you're taking care of what you're wearing, making sure that you're taking care of that makeup thing is a lure. Um, that's not going to sit well with a lot of people, but I want you guys to understand that this is, this is all a realm of thoughts and imaginations. And imaginations are images. So if you are trying to figure out what it is that's hindering you in your present life and the manifested life of matter what's hindering you in this space then you have to pay attention to what's going on in the imagination what's going on in your mind what's going on in your soul what's going on in your energy and your strength it's all the same thing 
it all means the same thing. And so for the visions, right? Um, if you're having a vision of something that you're supposed to be doing, right? This is what I've noticed a lot. Um, when, when God goes to talk to me and he talks to me in thought patterns, normally he doesn't, he's not a man of many words. When he is, it's because you're not, your hearing isn't being hindered, right? Or your vision isn't being hindered. But in the case that you want to make sure that it's him, that it's really, you know, the the kingdom of light giving you information, that it's really God giving you information on what's happening in your life and what he wants you to do. Because um, everything that you hear, every thought that you have is not, is not God. And based on your obedience to that thing will be what God you have placed before God, right? So the enemy will come and give you thoughts too, because the spirit realm is the realm of thoughts and imaginations. So for example, I had a vision that, um, and I saw the sanctuary. I saw the sanctuary of the church. I had, I had a thought, start going to church, look for a church. And I, in that thought, I said, hmm, that's very, um, very specific. Well, I'm going to look. I'll look. I'll look for, you know, the, um, I'll look for the church. And then after I had the vision of the church, then I had a thought that said Amityville. And so I looked for the churches that had, um, that had the sanctuary, the vision of the sanctuary that I had in, in, you know, the day before and it only in the area of Amityville in New York. And so I said, okay, well, we'll go and visit. Right. So then I, when I went, um, I signed up cause I said, man, this is my first time at this church. And, you know, I'm an old timer. So I know how churches work, especially if it's a big mega church, you won't have space in the children's church. You won't have seating. You want to make sure that you get there on time. So I said, well, I'll make it, I'll get there um, 20 minutes before to make sure I make it there on time and um, make sure that I could get to the baby, um, get the baby to children's church on time. Well, um, a woman called me to welcome me. And when she called me to welcome me, she she said, hey, I was waiting for you, kind of like in a reprimanding voice. And she was like, I was waiting for you. And um, I didn't see that you came or if you if you didn't come, I didn't know what was happening. I was waiting for you at the welcome center. Now, mind you, this is the first time I've ever been at this church. I'm one track minded to go um, get the baby in um, kids church and to go into the sanctuary and sit down and, you know, start service. Right. So I'm not looking for anyone. And she said she sent me a text. I didn't receive the text. Um, But in her mind, why did I stand her up? Right. It was a very, very weird interaction, especially with someone that you've never met or someone that, you know, you don't know. Right. So 
um, so yeah, so it was just, it was a uh, language that was very, um, like accusing, you know? And so I said, okay, well, um, well, no. And I explained and she's like, oh, okay. But it wasn't, it wasn't like she was really trying to let me speak. She was like saying, hmm, hmm, like over me. And I said, hmm, okay. So then I said, um, okay, so fast forward from that. And then uh, we end up talking a bit. And I said, yes, she told me the pastor was from, um, you know, Africa. And I said, oh, that's, that's, um, that's interesting. I, you know, was a missionary in Africa for almost a year. And, um, and then she said, oh, uh, hmm, okay. Hmm. But it was, it was, I don't know if it was like a barrier in generations, right? From language that's acceptable. Um, you know, I still tried to give her the benefit. That's what I'm trying to say. I gave her the benefit of the doubt. And so then we had the conversation where, um, you know, we, we changed the subject and she, you know, she said, you were there with your baby. I said, actually, I have three children. And she said, um, and this is, this is where it gets interesting, right? So she says, oh, can I pray for your baby? Um, the one that's in the hospital. I said, sure, you can pray for her. Um, then she goes, you know, she says a couple of things and she starts praying for my daughter. And then, you know, suddenly she breaks out into speaking in tongues. And in the middle of her speaking in tongues, see, this is the thing that there, the thing about the Bible, it says that you're not supposed to speak in tongues unless someone is there to interpret the tongues. And well, if you have discernment through your senses, as Hebrew 5.14 says, then you won't be able to see what's happening with this person speaking in tongues. What ends up happening is when you speak in tongues, it's an internal thing, okay? So what's happening internally is that whatever is inside has to come out. What you're doing is you're casting things out of not just the other person, but out of yourself. So after she says that, she she starts speaking in tongues. And I closed my eyes to pray with her. She said, do you mind if we pray? I said, sure. You know, and out of um, out of, you know, just my norm, normality, I just closed my eyes. Because that's just, you know, what we've been taught to do. Close your eyes and bow your heads and pray. So when I closed my eyes and she started speaking in tongues, I saw an image of a wolf. Okay. So what she started doing when she started speaking in tongues was out of, it was, it was something that she was casting out of herself. It was a thought that she was casting out of herself because this is supposed to be a language of life, right? Just like any other language, just like uh, Spanish or like, um, or like any other language. And when she started speaking, I saw the, when she started speaking in tongues, I saw the wolf. I said, ah, okay. 
now during the service now i'll get to the what the thoughts of the wolf are but during service what i heard during service was you're gonna see a lot of things no matter what make sure you stay now i didn't think to look in the spirit realm now what is the spirit realm the spirit realm is your mind so if you can't see in open visions if you can't see with your eyes open just take a look inside of your mind as to what's happening and you'll be able to start exercising your sense of sight in the spirit realm this sense of sight is your um ability to have faith why why do i say that because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen now does this mean that is things hoped for you know listen if you are thinking negatively about a thing you're hoping for that negative outcome to happen okay if you're thinking positively about a thing you're hoping for that positive outcome to happen either way you are set on that imagination and in order for you to make sure that you cleanse yourself from this imagination if it's not a clean imagination if see your imagination is how you are righteous that's what righteousness is your your righteousness is when you have the same mindset as Christ the same mindset as holy spirit what does that mean well as many things for your imagination to be righteous you have to be believing god the things hoped for if you are hoping for things and the evidence of things unseen this is belief in that thing but you don't have to have belief only i mean you don't it's not necessarily that you always have belief in something positive or something that is of god sometimes you could have a belief of something negative and something that is of the kingdom of darkness something that's trying to kill you and you're believing in that thing and god's trying to protect you from it but because you don't know how to interpret the signs you're not able to really protect yourself or to make sure that you stay and abide in the shadow of the almighty because that's where protection is next to god not where you're not supposed to be so now the thing about the wolf spirit the wolf spirit is the accuser when the bible says that the um that the enemy comes before god and accuses the brethren night and day what that's saying is he's not coming to god on just you know the throne in the middle of the sky see my people i am enthroned on the praises of my people so if praises are happening from your ma- mind god is enthroned on your mind kingdoms happen on someone's mind so if you are praising and believing god for one thing then you are in alignment with that one thing you're in, you're believing for that thing you have faith in that thing and it's because why because you have the same vision in mind as god has in mind for you see let your kingdom come let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven that can never happen if you're not thinking in righteousness what is righteousness righteousness is believing in god how is believing in god what makes you you know um righteous well in um in the book of genesis it says that abraham believed god and god counted him as righteous 
So what makes you righteous is believing in God's promise, believing in whatever it is that he's telling you that will happen in that time. Or you continuing to work on that thing with God because you're believing in what he's telling you. So my people are enthroned. I am enthroned on the praises of my people. You enter into his court with thanksgiving and into, sorry, you enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his court with praise. Now, that gate, that gate is a part of the brain that you're not able to get into if you're not thinking with thanksgiving. And his court with praise, entering into his court with praise is entering into his court with belief that I believe you, I'm going to trust you because when you believe someone or in something, you trust that thing. If you believe that chair is not going to um, break on you, you're going to flop yourself on it the way my daughter does on the couch with no problem because she believes that the couch is going to hold her up. She believes in that thing. She trusts the couch. It's a trust fall. And it's the same thing with Christ. If you don't believe what, you know, he's giving you the vision for, if you don't believe in it, you're never going to try to pursue it. My people perish from a lack of um, knowledge and without a vision or a dream, my people perish. So this is what you need to be going after is making sure that you can see you understand what the spirit realm is saying. You understand what these things mean, right? So because seeing wolves in your visions, seeing any type of canine in your vision is not good. Seeing puppies in your dreams, that's that's a, a very scary dream. Seeing um seeing puppies, you as a puppy, that's a very scary thing. Because what that's saying is that you don't believe in yourself. Because the dog spirit is the spirit of unbelief. And you enter into the gates of hell with unbelief. This dog spirit is also the spirit of fear. And you enter into the gates of hell with fear. And that gate of hell is called the amygdala in the brain. And this amygdala is not only, it's also called the baby gate. And the amygdala is the part of the brain that's responsible for fight or for flight. The reptilian brain, in that's the serpent spirit, remember, because a spirit is a mind, right? So Ephesians 4.23 says that a spirit is the mind, to be renewed in the spirit of the mind. So the spirit is the mind, and this reptilian brain is in the back of your brainstem, right? It's the, it's the brainstem, and it's, the back, it's in the back of your brain. And this reptilian brain sends signals of um, danger to your uh, amygdala. And then that is how you stay stuck in the downstairs brain. And that downstairs brain is hell. The downstairs brain is hell. Those stairs where people have reported angels coming up and down the stairs, that is heaven. That's your upstairs brain. Because the entire spirit realm is in the body. The house is you. The land is you. The world is you. For if God hated the world so much, why did he give his only begotten son to die? For whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. 
when the Bible says that you will have everlasting life, it's not saying that you're going to live forever because then that would contradict Psalms 82, 6, that says, I have said you are all gods for you are the sons of the most high, but you will die. Right? You will die. And it's not talking about you're going to die to Christ because God specifically said that I am not the God of the dead but i'm the god of the living and when one of the disciples had a um i think it was one of his father it, it was one of the disciples father that died or one of his relatives and he said let me go bury my father first before i come to you and jesus said to him let the dead bury their own dead how can a dead man bury another dead man easily easily because we are brain dead that's the 90 percent of our brains that we're not using now when you see visions of um, night, like where you're in the night, remember that those are not good visions. Where you're in the dark, those are not good visions. That's telling you that there's a lot of evil in that place. That's telling you that there's a lot of people that are in fear. And anytime that you get around someone who is operating from the survival brain, they will do anything and everything to throw you under the bus because they're in survival. And they're, they have extreme fear of rejection. So they will do anything and everything to make sure that they manipulate, to um, make sure that they look like someone who is in appearance going to be. Now, I know this lady, she says to me, she's in appearance going to be better than someone else. And I know this lady is the one. She said, I was sitting in the fourth row and I didn't see any newcomers. Hmm like accusing me of not going to church lady i don't know you and i don't have any ties to the church now this is another thing that i saw afterwards after i saw the wolf spirit i said hmm that's interesting so then i thought and i said okay so then she after i told her i said hmm after you when you started speaking in tongues i saw i saw a wolf and she said well what are you trying to say that you're not coming back to the church i was like there it is that's it right there that's it that's what i was i didn't even know i was looking for it but what does it do the that wolf spirit is the accusing spirit it and when i say spirit i mean mindset but the reason why is you're able to say a spirit is because thoughts have images and you can know the thought of a man by the image that you're seeing. If it's a wolf, and this is this is a biblical point. The Bible says that, you know, they come to accuse. But not only that, it says, um, behold or beware, something like that. And then it says, I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. So be gentle, as, so be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. What is a characteristic of a serpent? It hides. It's quiet. It doesn't scream. It, it's never boisterous or loud, or it, it doesn't need to brag. A snake is very quiet. It's very discreet. And there are a lot of scriptures in the, in, you know, the old script that talks about um, discretion that discretion is very of high esteem in a woman's energy, in a woman's spirit, in her strength. 
it's very important for us to be discreet. We don't have the opportunity to go and be loud because what you're going to end up doing is you're going to end up alarming the wolf. What is this wolf that I keep talking about? Is the mindset of the accuser. Why? Because dogs don't make it into heaven. And this dog is the gate of heaven, of, sorry, hell. This dog is the way for you to get into hell. And the only way for you to make it there is if you get a dog telling you, um, oh, this is the only way that they're going to accept you is if you make sure that you're only wearing skirts, you're not wearing any makeup, you're not. There's a reason why you don't do those things. But is it biblically sound or is it because the church told you? There's a reason why I don't wear makeup, but is it because it's biblically sound or is it because the church told me not to and because they're not going to accept me? Am I speaking in tongues because the church won't accept me or they won't think I'm holy if I'm speaking in tongues? And as she spoke in tongues, she casted the own that the spirit right out of her and I saw it. Why was I able to, able to see it? Because we're all connected through the mind, because the mind is a spirit realm. You can simply close your eyes. You can have a dream about it. You can, it's all a connection of minds. Our minds, when we pray and we say, um, you know, God, please help me with this. What you're doing is you're praying to God inside of someone else. You're praying to that, um, to that neuron inside of someone else's brain. We're constantly accepting and, and outputting information. A prayer, when we have positive thoughts, that's a prayer. When we have negative thoughts, that's a prayer. Who are you praying to? Because if you're constantly having a negative thought about something that's going to happen, you're going to end up meeting every last dog. But if you start having positive thoughts circulating the subject, you'll start having positive outcomes happening in your life. God told me there was a need that I had, and God said, do this, that, and the third. And I said, okay, I'll do it. And then he said to me, if you will have it, if you believe it. If you believe it, you will have it. Why? Because when you don't believe something, you're going to end up casting the thought away from you. Uh, you're going to dismiss it. Say, no, 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 no. So what happens is that God's mind cannot stay on your mind because you're not receiving it. That's the marriage between the church and Christ. That's the marriage between the groom and the bride. It was never about a man being a woman. It was always about having the same mind. See, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are married. Why? Because they are they are one in thought. They are holy. Holy means the um the Hebrew word holy means one. So after I saw that, right, because I didn't see anything else, I, I didn't see any other visions, I didn't have any other visions, but then, I, and it was because I was happy that God was showing me a new church to go to, I'd been praying about a new church, and so after I saw that with that woman, I laid down, and of course it was Sunday, right, it was Sunday, so I wasn't doing anything, but this is the importance of keeping the sabbath holy right keeping the sabbath the sabbath your day of rest this is what's important of making sure that you're just 
you are resting your mind because your mind will be overworked and you need that time to be able to hear God because God is the alpha wavelength. You need to be able to be at your in the alpha wavelength. Brain wavelength is a very relaxed state of mind um, in the brain. And um, the omega body wave is a very relaxed state of um, of your body. And so when she said that, she told me everything I need to know. Now, what am I going to base my um, decision of going on a church on just one person? No, no, I'm not. But what I am going to do is now I'm going to test the spirits because something's not right here. I couldn't put my finger on it. When I went, I wasn't getting meat. And I'm the kind of person that I need meat. I need substance. I cannot, I'm not practicing the oracles of God. You know, I, I need meat. That's not um, arrogance. That's knowing what my spirit, my body, what I need to digest in order to be healthy in the spirit realm. I need more substance. So when, um, when I went, I said, wow, this is um, definitely not what I had in mind. Um, I think it was an associate pastor. I have my reservations of why I think they placed him as the associate pastor, but that's neither here nor there because I cannot judge. I am not going to judge because those who judge will judge the law. And if you judge the law, you've judged the lawmaker. Therefore, you've raised yourself above the knowledge of God and not taken every thought captive to obey Christ. I don't got time for that. I don't know what energy that is. I, I just don't have time for it. There's only one roaming the earth. And it's very, very important that you don't go following him. Okay, that's the spirit of deception. And it will work to deceive. And another thing, too, is he's working within your own brain because you have the reptilian brain. That's the purpose of this 40 day fast, making sure that you um, can you're not deceived, that you really know what's happening, that you can see all things, hear all things, smell all things, taste all things, feel all things because spirits do it when they touch your body you can actually feel it it's an energy it's just like wind touching your body when there's a breeze you can feel it energy is the same way the chemicals that are in our food they're gross and they taste like death they taste like garbage and i've never tasted it but they smell the same way they smell the same way and the way that they smell it's a garbage mixed with throw up, mixed with urine, like it's just a really disturbing smell. Mixed with dirt, wet dirt. It's a really disturbing smell. And when um, I gained the sense of smell before I gained the sense of taste. And then after when I gained the sense of taste, then I was able to taste what I was smelling in the air. And I was like, oh my gosh, but instead I was smelling in our food chemicals are our spirits now for us to make sure that we are full on blast able to understand what's happening in the spirit realm what's happening around us the only way we're going to be able to do this see what visions are from because every vision that we have is not from god this is super important because I've been deceived like this a lot of times. Every vision that we have is not from God. Every thought that we have is not from God. 
And you have to test the spirits in order for you to really know what it is and who it is that's speaking to you. Because what you'll end up doing is you'll end up going to a place thinking that this is God telling you to go to this place. And then, boom, you get there and something bad happens. But it's because you're not in understanding of what all these things mean. Okay? So, that's all the time I have for today, guys. Over and out.